ladies and gentlemen. It is the 2018 Pro Farmer Midwest Crop Tour. We've got day one results for you. Welcome to the Crop Tour Podcast. I'm AgriTalk host Chip Flory, and we've got the details for you from Ohio and South Dakota. And I tell you what, guys, we're kicking it off with a bang because we've got some big numbers to talk about for both corn and soybeans uh, from day one of the Pro Farmer Midwest Crop Tour. Joining us now is Pro Farmer Editor Brian Grady. Brian, how you doing, bud? Oh, I'm awesome, Chip. Yes, you are, Brian. Yes, you are. So, <laughs> okay, man. Uh, let's get right into it here because I, I guys are showing up to the podcast here to get to the final numbers of, of what uh, the we came up with for the, the crop tour on day one. And I'm telling you what, when you take a look at this Ohio corn yield, Brian, it's pretty impressive. Uh, do you want to show it to them or do you want to, do you want me to give it to them? Oh, I'll give it to them. It's, Go for it. uh, came in at, uh, 179.6 and, and, um, uh, up 9.1% from what we found last year on tour. Uh, just a, a really, really big and, uh, very good, uh, Ohio corn crop. This is probably the best Ohio corn crop that I can remember, uh, in doing tour, uh, it, you know, it's kind of a hit and miss state and, uh, there were a lot of hits and not many misses this year in, in the state yeah. of Ohio. You know, that's a good point, Brian. It is a hit and miss state in Ohio. And, uh, this year it, it, it it's not like everybody got off to a great start in Ohio. There were some problem areas, but it was that th- those weather conditions from planting until pollination that helped that crop catch up. Right. Definitely, definitely. And, and when you look at, I mean, what the driver is and, and what we do on crop tours, we uh, take ear counts, mm-hmm. uh, we take grain length, and uh, we take kernel rows around. And uh, it was the ear counts that uh, really yeah. drove the number. Uh, almost 100 ears in 60 foot of row. So we measure out two 30 foot uh, plots and uh, almost 100 ears in there. Uh, last year, it was at 93 ears and change, and, and the three-year average is 96 and change. So up significantly from both of those, and, and that was the primary driver of what that big yield is in the state of Ohio. And when you think about it, uh, what do you need to, to produce a, a big, really big yield? Ears. It's ears. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, you got to have them. But on top of that, you got to have the some size to that ear, and we've got it. We've got the size to the year in the, in Ohio this year. Yeah, the grain length, average grain length, 6.72. Uh, that was up slightly from 6.66 last year, and the three-year average of 6.08. So uh, the grain length is up. Uh, the kernel rows around. Uh, they're always about the same. Uh, they always come in about 16, and they were at 15.9 this year, up just a fraction from last year in the three-year average. Yeah, and then the row spacing, it narrowed up just a touch, 29.64 inches for average on the row spacing. Uh, a year ago is 29.68, and the three-year average is 29.79. Real quick, Brian, let's talk some plant health on this year's corn crop over there. I know that you were seeing some gray leaf spot, but it sounds like it, it sounds like the crop is far enough along that it won't have a major impact on yield potential. 
Yeah, you know, it. we did see some foliar stuff, but it's somewhat deceiving, too, because uh, the, the crop is far enough along. We saw a lot of dented corn, mm-hmm. and uh, the crop is far enough along where the, the plant's starting to shut down anyway, uh, just naturally. So it's not like we're looking at a, an average crop or an immature crop and expecting everything to be green out there. Um, you know, we're starting to see some of the, the fields turn a little bit uh, just naturally, and, and so you, you kind of got to take it all into context. I, I think that uh, just based on where the crop's at, uh, what we sampled, uh, it, it's going to get to the finish line. It's probably going to hold on fairly well to what it has. It's not going to add a whole lot. And that's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's typical of, of any year when we go out on crop tour and we have a more mature crop than normal. Yeah, we absolutely. We like to see the most mature crop that we possibly can. It gives these, this calculation calculation that we use the best chance of being accurate while we're out there in the field Uh, brian one of the the factors on yield that we don't measure but we try to observe it while we're out there in the field is kernel size did you notice anything when it comes to the kernel size Uh, everybody's concerned that the heat that we've had even though it's just been not scorching hot but above normal temperatures people are a little concerned that the kernels are going to be a little bit smaller than normal did you notice that well in a few of the samples yeah that there was some uh, uh kernel depth that that was probably a little bit less than than what you would desire uh but as a whole i don't think that it, it's a major problem from what we saw anyway okay all right. So, yeah, and we got to see how the year finishes, right? I mean, we're not done yet. Even though that crop is starting to dent, there can still be some influence from weather. And I tell you what, if the 64 degrees and cloudy conditions and rain that we had in in Nebraska today makes its way over to the eastern belt, it's going to slow things down over there. Yeah, and uh, we did have some rains uh, late in the afternoon on Monday. And, uh, um, yeah, it, I think that the, everything is set up for this crop to, to do all right into the, the finish, and, and we'll see. Um, I don't think we're going to have a finish like we did last year, which was off the charts phenomenal um, by any means because we have pushed it, and it's yeah. far enough along in, in maturity uh, where it's just not going to – I don't think you can assume it's going to be a, a super finish, right. but it should finish okay, I think. Okay, very good. All right, buddy, let's jump over to soybeans because uh, expectations are fairly high on soybeans, especially over there in the eastern corn belt. And it looks like just looking at the numbers, uh, you found a pretty good bean crop over in Ohio. Well, we found a lot of pods, that's for sure. Uh, 1248.2 pods in a three foot by three foot square. That was up uh, 12.8% from what we found last year in the state. And, uh, so a lot, a lot of pods, uh, you know, and then the, the observation becomes, well, are the pods, you know, how many beans are in the pods and how plump are they and those types of things. And, and for the most part, we weren't counting a whole lot of flat pods. Uh, we were counting pods that were already starting to plump. Uh, got some rains, like I mentioned before, uh, here on Monday and, uh, the soil moisture was good. Um, the actual, the soil moisture rating uh at uh 3.97 was uh you know mm-hmm. up significantly from where it was last year it was yeah. only 275 last year and the three-year average is only 3.25 so um the crops know, got it, moisture it to finish 
It does. Yeah. It does. And uh, it got some more moisture as we rolled through on Monday. Yeah, very good. The last thing that I'm going to ask you about here, Brian, is and, and it's because it's one of those factors that can have an impact on bean yields as we try to finish off that crop, and that's the disease pressure. Uh, anything – did anybody come back and walk straight up to you and say, Brian, you wouldn't believe the disease pressure that we saw on the beans? No. Um, and as a matter of fact, it was it was a pretty clean bean crop, I thought, uh, for the most part. Uh, you know, there were a few uh, instances with SDS and, and those types of things. But uh, when you look over the Ohio bean crop, it looks like green carpet. It looks lush. It looks uh, healthy. And you don't see a lot of disease and insect pressure. And uh, you got the moisture. So uh, it looks like it has not only the, the foliar um, factory going but it also has the pod factory going and it, it has the moisture to finish all right well tell me this did everybody make it from point a to point b today uh yes we did on our side uh so that that's good news and that's always the you know the primary goal it's a it's a data gathering tour uh, but i always tell my scouts uh drivers your responsibilities get everybody safely from point a to point b and and that happened for us today so Thankfully, uh, that was the case. Well, over here on the western leg of the tour, Brian, I, I hear, I've heard some some stories. Yeah, we're still working on that. We're we're still working on getting everybody from point A to point B. We're sending out the cavalry, dude. <laughs> send them all. Send them, send them all. Send all the ponies we can we we can find and get them out there because our fearless leader Jeff Wilson is evidently on a dirt road someplace, uh, or should I say a mud <laughs> Those old road? Dirt roads, you know, they'll get you. Yeah, there's no question about it. Brian, great work today. Good luck tomorrow, and we'll talk to you on AgriTalk tomorrow morning. All right, sounds great, Chip. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about uh, what we found out on the western leg of the Pro Farmer Midwest Crop Tour. Jeff Wilson isn't with us right now. He'll be catching up with us here in a little while, but we've got the final numbers done. And we want to take a look at, at South Dakota corn first. With me is Nick Ehlers. Nick is a farmer from Tipton, Iowa. Uh, Nick was out on the western uh, route uh, with us today, and it's kind of a soggy day, wasn't it? Very soggy. Yeah. Uh, we had a slight detour, about 50 miles of gravel, <laughs> or what you call gravel. And uh, soggy start, wet feet to end the day, but uh, sunshine and now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, you ready to hear what we found today? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, in South Dakota, the final yield that we pulled off of, I believe, 69 samples – 178.01, so 178 bushels per acre. A year ago, Nick, we were at 147.97, so we're talking about a 20.3% increase over what we saw a year ago. You were out here a year ago. A year ago, the grass was green. Things looked pretty good, but doggone it. I, did you notice anything about the ear counts today? I did beans all day, to be honest. Okay. So I wasn't in the corn. Um, I thought our count, our counts were pretty normal. Okay. So well, what, here, what I noticed today was ear length all day. Really? 
Okay, so the ear, yes, and you should have noticed the ear length because the average ear length was 7.16 inches compared to 6.79 inches last year and a three-year average of 6.74. But the big difference was in the ear counts. It's pretty remarkable. 93.22 ears in a, in 60 foot of row. Last year it was 84.35, and the three-year average is 84.82. So a big increase in the ears that we're finding out there. The Colonel rows, no surprise here, is really close 16, 15.84, up from 15.43 a year ago, and the three-year average of 15.96. And the row spacing, uh, basically unchanged from last year, 29.65 inches for an average row spacing in, in South Dakota. But that 20.3% increase, I mean, it certainly supports what USDA was looking at on August 1 when they put the crop at 170 bushels per acre. That was a 17.2% increase from a year ago uh, from USDA's numbers. So it supports that number. I mean, we're, we're definitely in the same ballpark. There's no question about it. Uh, but everybody is it, this year when we – when we start talking about how this crop is going to finish, we say this crop, but we're definitely, and, and we're talking about corn, but we want to talk about what we're looking at on soybeans as well. And this year, I don't know, did you notice any diseases in the beans that we need to be aware of? You said you were in beans all day. I didn't see any diseases. What I what I just noticed was uh, drowned out spots all day. Yeah. So... There's and with beans, it's tougher because we tell you to go to that quote-unquote representative spot in the field. Well, if it's a drowned-out spot that takes up a you know a quarter of an acre, that's not where you're going. Yeah. So, so in in corn, if you go 35 paces down the main rows and you end up in a drowned spot, it's a zero and you go on down the road. Yep. But on beans, it's tougher that way. Yeah, and what we saw all day, especially in South Dakota, was drowned-out spots, and then the rest looked okay. But um, how do you quantify that? I don't know. Yeah, okay, but the disease pressure, did you see much? No, no yeah. disease pressure. And the thing I noticed all day was the beans were clean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We saw some spots. We went through a couple of spots in South Dakota where it it almost looked like it might have been isolated to one operation mm -hmm. because they were that close. And you'd go through maybe a quarter mile where they were just dirty beans. Yep. And then you'd get back out of it, but it looks like they, they, they're doing a better job of controlling the weeds. And there's more options now, and definitely yep. the beans are a lot cleaner. Yeah, no doubt about it. Okay, the, there's one number that counts out here on the tour, and that's the number of pods in a three by three foot square. And this year, South Dakota came back at one thousand twenty four point seven two. That compares to 899.56 last year. That's a 13.9% increase. And lo and behold, USDA on August 1 saw a crop of 49 bushels per acre. That was up 14% from a year ago. So our pod counts are up 13.9%. USDA is up 14%. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at I the think... same crop that USDA was looking at on August 1. I think so. And... Um... And you had your your feet in the mud all day. Yeah. They have a ways to go. The beans definitely have a ways to go. But, yeah, they have moisture to work with. Yeah. So. Yeah, and as long as they've got the moisture to work with, 
uh, they're probably going to go ahead and finish okay. Unless, of course, some surprise would pop up around the 20th of September or something like that. That would be bad. That would be bad. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want anything like that. All right, so guys, that's your first night of the uh, Pro Farmer Midwest Crop Tour podcast with the final results from each of the states. Uh, We're going to have this again on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday night so that you can get the final results for each of the states as, as we make our way from west to the center and east to the center. Brian Grady's going to be with us. And with any luck at all, we're going to retrieve Jeff Wilson from 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 a, a mud road out in central Minnesota, or central Minnesota, central Nebraska, and uh, we'll get him back with us. So, guys, I, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and, and the information that we brought to you, and, and uh, we'll have more information in the final numbers from Nebraska and Indiana tomorrow night on the Pro Farmer Midwest Crop Tour podcast.